What's up, everyone? This is Jason Tecker, and this is WP Water Cooler, and it is episode number 314. This particular episode is brought to you by ServerPress, makers of desktop server. I want to go around the room real quick and get everyone introduced. Say, Reed. Yeah, you're you're further back in the uh, in the alphabet. Yeah, you can you can you can start us off a little bit. Oh, thanks. I feel real special. Um, I didn't realize it was it was eleven already. <laughs> uh, all I can think is paranoia, paranoia. Everybody. Everybody's coming to get me. <laughs> I know my name though. My name is Say Reed. Uh, I make WordPress, teach WordPress, teach WordPress, breathe WordPress, dream WordPress lately, which is starting to creep me out. And um, at Say Read Media on all the things. Hey, what's up? Hi. I want to publish oh. zines and rage against machines. I do, I do. <laughs> oh, man. Jonathan, tell us about yourself. Uh, Jonathan Wold. Um, I do what Say does. I just don't look as good. And huh. uh, I live in North Idaho, and you can find me on Twitter. Jonathan. Mr. Cosper, how about you? Hey everybody, I'm Jason Cosper. I want to pierce my tongue. It doesn't hurt, but it feels fine. So. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite line? I like to turn off time, kill my mind. That's what Steve wants to do. Good to have you on as always, Cosper. How about you, Steve? I am Steve Zangan. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive and I run Allegedly. the OC WordPress meetup. Allegedly. <laughs> Awesome. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter. Um, I do totally. this show as well as WP Blab. So make sure you go take a look at WP Blab over at WPWaterCore.com slash WP Blab, where you can find out all fun stuff about what we do over there. Last episode was two weeks ago. It's been a little bit and it's probably gonna be a little bit more because I got a lot of stuff going on on Thursdays and Thursdays is hard. Fridays is Fridays isn't too bad. So Thursdays is a big day. It is. It's you know, like it's build up all the stuff my week. over the week. This is the big exactly. show. Big so, <laughs> so t- today I wanted to talk, we, we've kind of been alluding to this, this topic uh, over the last couple episodes, but this idea of using someone else's code on your site and using somebody else's code like on, on a, a site that you're delivering to someone else. You know, it's like, here's your client, here's some code that I did not write and I'm going to support this. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> and hopefully it doesn't blow up on me. And, <laughs> no. <laughs> So I, I wanted I wanted to discuss this a little bit. Um, I I did have a bit of a side rant regarding this in, in regards to uh, weird stuff that happens in the dashboard with plugins as marketing gets involved and in how we should uh, start talking about you know our pro version of our plugin and how we should start throwing a whole bunch of fun things into the dashboard. I think we'll definitely get into that at some point. It might not be this particular episode, but. I, I want you to know that we, we kind of want to dig through a little bit about what do you, how do you kind of share this with your clients that you didn't write all the code that made up the site, but you're <laughs> definitely charging them for it. First, you have to tell your clients, so I didn't invent the internet. <laughs> I need you to know this. I'm not so responsible Steve, for the entire thing. Steve, you were telling me that you, you, you have this type of conversation with your clients that no, I didn't write WooCommerce. Like WooCommerce was not my thing, but you, you're going to yeah. be using WooCommerce. And we wrote like a couple thousand lines of code that um, kind of go with WooCommerce, but we didn't write WooCommerce to start with. Well, I start with the benefit, right? So that the, the benefit of using existing code and other people's code is 
something like WooCommerce is it's a mature platform. It's been out there for a long time. There's a lot of good developers behind it, right? And, and it's supported and it's always going through updates, right? So what we do, what we get by using something like a WooCommerce, for instance, is uh, a lot of the platform already built. A lot of the features that, that my clients might be looking, for, be looking for are already done. And then we're going to kind of customize it from, from there. So there, there's a benefit to using existing code. Makes sense. I mean, just like you're not, you're not um, liquid web for the hosting of the thing, mm-hmm. just like with Cosper, it's like, you're not host, you're not the web host, but you're, you found a good partner to work with and you've put their website on that web host. And, and one way to say that is a website has many moving parts, right? There, there's a lot of things well, that like make up a website. Deep, deep. Let's get <laughs> what is a it website, wasn't, It wasn't, it wasn't meant to be existential. <laughs> You should crack open that Wikipedia, Steve. We we haven't yeah, heard what a website is. According to Wikipedia, a website is. No, I'm not going to. Actually, do I do know this because I actually looked it up this week because I did a beginner talk, and I just wanted to see what the world said. It's a digital uh, collection of files. Just what a website is? A digital collection of files? Yeah. And a database, no if way. you don't remember to. That's not the Wikipedia. Let's just break it down. Anyway. <laughs> But to answer your question about hosting, uh, Jason, it, you know, and I've said this, uh, you know, on past water coolers, I let all my clients know right up front, I'm not a host, right? I'm, I'm not a host. And this is specifically what the host is responsible for, right? And it's sort of where we leave off and they pick up. So we, we draw that distinction. That is so important so that you are not called in the middle of the night with an expectation that you are going to get the website up at 2 a.m., so, depends on the size of the client. <laughs> I'm still I'm still called in the middle of the night. It's, we're still we're still responsible for it, uh, but you know it's, it's a lot of time. And your host isn't doing a very good job if you're being called in the middle of the night. Yeah, I like it doesn't the, happen often. I like the example of focusing on the benefits. Like if I if I was in IT and built a custom app for some big enterprise client and went in and we deployed on their phones, they're not going to expect of me that I built the operating system that's like powering the base in a similar way. It's like, like, listen, you don't, nor would you want, if we built an OS for these phones, that's a bad idea. Like there is a huge, excellent body of work and we built an app that runs on top of this. So in a similar way with WordPress, we think of it as an operating system. Like, Hey, there's this great foundation. There's like additional like ecosystem plugins on top, like WooCommerce that add a whole new suite of functionality. And that, yeah, I built a custom WooCommerce extension for you that does these special things. But it's yeah, it's definitely to their benefit. Yeah, and that's a, that's a that's a great that's a great distinction. A great, great Are you way really to building it. I, custom I, WooCommerce extensions? Not not anymore. But okay. uh, just I am. Check. <laughs> I am. Um, I I describe WordPress as a platform. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a platform. Yeah. And there's many. And so there's is many your parts. face. Sorry, I'm just not serious today. I just it's okay. That's all right. You've got a head well, I cold. Guess, so. I guess there is some things that could happen with that with that code. So if you're not the one that originally wrote the code, but the company that wrote the code that maybe the whole site is dependent on makes a full left turn and goes like, um, actually, we're turning this into a social media platform and we're not actually going to have this be a shopping cart plug-in or a whatever what do you do then like how do you explain that to the customer like hey by the way that thing that we put like 90 percent of your website on um now is gonna we need to find another solution for it in general that's a fairly low risk in wordpress a lot of it's because of this perhaps overemphasis on backwards compatibility right like that's 
pretty young. And then, but the other part is as someone building these things, that's part of our responsibility to figure out what, what are the safe bets? Like what, what, you know, what do you use? I think, honestly, I think that is one of the most valuable things about having long-term kind of like industry knowledge about yeah. WordPress. And it, even if you're not paying someone to build the code, you're paying for the fact that they know the difference between this plugin and this plugin and the history of this, you know, hosting company and yeah. where it's going. Because this is what I was saying to some, some folks I was teaching a workshop to this week. You don't want to just build your website for today, right? Like you want to build your website for next year because you don't want to have to be rebuilding it. So if you're just building it with whatever works today without any eye to where is all, where are all these tools that I'm using going to be in a year, then you could just, you know, use whatever newfangled thing is out there. But at, you know, in a year, you're not going to have those pieces together because they're all just a bunch of like bright burnout stars. One of the big opportunities I see in WordPress as time goes on is, is to remove some of the dependence on specialized knowledge, because today this is a bit of a problem, right? Like you have your favorite forms plugin. I have my favorite forms plugin and there's 10 others that exist now that neither of us have tried. Wait, your favorite forms plugin isn't gravity forms. <laughs> so it totally is. See, we yeah. all have the same forms. <laughs> okay. Just, just let it clarify. Okay. So, um, and that's specialized knowledge, right? Like, and I'm, I'm not, I'm a creature of habit. I've had a gravity forms subscription now for almost a decade. And it's like, it still does the job. I look at others occasionally, but ultimately there's a lot of opportunity for us to, as an ecosystem, to have like, all right, how would someone know who doesn't know who to talk to? So Jonathan's in a committed relationship with gravity forms, but he likes to look around every now and then. <laughs> Ninja forms coming up with the freemium. Look at the- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, ultimately, it's easy for us to have like, an open relationship with gravity forms. We all go to meetup, right? And at meetup, that's the most recurring questions. Well, what do I do for this? What do I do for that? It's it's great to be able to like dish out knowledge, but ultimately the opportunity is what about for those who don't go to the meetups? And ultimately, what what am I missing out on because I've been doing the same thing for years? And and I think I think your point it, it is it is important. Say he's gonna I'm gonna crack up say here, but it is important to have an open mind when you when you get into these things. Yeah. Right. It's it's important. It's it's important. It's important to have an open mind because a lot of times, when, and we talked last week about inheriting code, right? But I find that clients will come to me after they've had a conversation with another developer that is insisting on a particular technology. Right. right? They say absolutely, you have to use this technology. Nothing. Everything else sucks. Right. And that's not exactly true. That's that's typically a developer speaking from their own set of experience, right? And it's I hate it when developers really... do that. They're like, oh, this is the one thing I know, yes. therefore this is the only one that's, that's right. really good. That, and Most that's why they're recommending it because it's the only one they, they know how to support. Right. Which isn't necessarily the best for the client. And often is That's some bullshit. Sorry. <laughs> it is. It's totally. <laughs> this code has my filter just completely off. It's just got this code. This cold. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Say, say, say is now RoboCop. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what happens? 
So, so what happens when things go wrong then? That's that's the next piece here. I mean, it, things went right because you you made a decision and you installed it on their site and everything went well. And maybe six months down the road, um, stuff starts breaking. What do you yeah, do then? You didn't write the code. Somebody else did. Yeah, <laughs> for me, for me, Jason, uh, customer service is the is the key differentiator there, right? So even if something goes wrong, right, and it's something that we didn't write, and it, it's other code or it's a hosting issue or something, we always take responsibility, right? Even if, even if it's something that we had no hand in doing and it went wrong, we we still take responsibility because that's what our clients came to us for. Right? We we still find out what's what what the issue is and and go fix it. I mean, you know, also. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, you say, Jason. You All right. So, so when it's your when this is your first couple of clients' websites that you built, and this always happens to everybody, mm-hmm. the first cl- couple clients' websites, and you install a Facebook button, like share button. Twitter share button, all those like share buttons, right? And and you're like, this is the fanciest one. It's the coolest looking one. I'm gonna put this on their site, and you put this on their site, and then the the plugin never gets updated. And it's so weird, but like Why are share buttons so the, effing the, the API changed. What happened? Why you know, is it the like worst that. part of time? Uh, yeah. And, and, and I think that's a matter of educating your client, right? Either before the fact or after the fact. You can do it, you can do it at, either, at either point, but at that point, you've got to take a step back and, and just educate them as to how the internet works, right? <laughs> and how, how, how technologies change, right? Technologies change and they grow over time. And this is a plugin for a technology that changed, but the plugin uh, uh, developer didn't update it. And that's why these things are broken. I can fix it, but this is why these things were outside of my control. Um, Yes. I was going to say that uh, earlier you were talking about, you know, did you just refer the same thing over and over again? I like to take each new client as basically a fresh opportunity to examine the field because even though Gravity Forms is great uh, and has like, you know, all these things, for, for some clients, it's not necessarily the right fit for every project. So that's the cool thing about all of these different options and not just saying, oh, I have this same hammer, so I'm always going to hit this nail the same exact way. You know, maybe you you need to do something else. Maybe a nail will work, but maybe a screw would be better. I knew I was going to get myself into trouble with that. I saw it coming while I was saying it. That's a screw is always better. A screw is always better than a nail. No, Casper. Um, looks like he's got something on his mind. Uh, I was. I was going to say there's. Uh, well, <laughs> now that now that says phrasing about a, a screw has has floated out into the ether. Um, <laughs> a, a, a quick a quick sidebar. Um, how, how many of you? You said share buttons. How many of you have actually clicked on a share button on a page in the past six months? Nope. Nope. No. It's time yeah, for no. Okay. But but hold on. We all understand what a URL is. And we all also, if we wanted to share an article, would know how to copy said URL. And that is not the same thing for the standard user. And this is the problem that we as developers have when we're in this total framework of our own world. We don't realize, of course, you just copy the link from the browser. That's People do what? not even understand that that is a thing that is there. They use it as a search toolbox. So, Cosper, why do you why do you ask? 
Yeah, sorry. Oh, no, I, I, I just I just hate share buttons. I'm being a <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's really I, I feel like the world would be better with less share buttons. There was that uh that was that plugin just the other day that um social warfare. Sorry to to single yes. it out. That single had, it. Oh, man. Yeah, more malware. Had, share buttons are the most malware laden thing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they track you no matter where you go. So Facebook, no matter what page a share button is on, they are fudging useless. Whoa. Well, I mean- Wow, I, he used the F word. Yeah, yeah the fudge- really intense. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, but um, I, I, I'm sorry, but back on topic. I mean, no, that's on topic, right? Just, you I, know, yeah. which share button thing do you use? And there are new share button plugins that come out I, every single week. I know. Absolutely. Wait, I have an answer. I know which share button you use. None of them. That's my answer, yeah. Literally none of them. Do you really not them. put share buttons? So, so, so then you get into the conversation of, are you meeting the expectations of the user who are like, oh, where's the share button? How do I share this? Sharing is one of the most valuable things. I hear it's caring too. Forms of marketing. <laughs> I hear but, sharing is caring. How do you it's handle well. this with clients? Yeah. Like, does it come up? Like you find that it comes up with clients now, like they ask for it or like how, how have you handled it for customer He's service? doing fancy pants sites. They don't need no share <laughs> no, buttons. No, no. no, we have share buttons on some of our sites. We we talk about we talk about the benefit, right? We talk about and I ask a, a very similar question to what uh, Cosper asks is I, I say, do you use share buttons, right? How do you use share buttons? What are, what are your expectations around a share button, right? And sometimes the idea of what of of sharing is not really what they have in mind, right? Mm -hmm. That's not, it's not exactly what they want to do, right? Same with liking, right? There used to be the like button all over the place, right? The, the like button was, or the thumbs up, it was everywhere. Where do you see no, that? No, it anymore? wasn't. It was it never was. everywhere. It, it was. was everywhere. That was some terrible software from day We all had t-shirts with a like button on it that didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't do anything when you did this, you know? <laughs> 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 but okay so that so, so this is another thing so I, I the first question is with each client right you have the opportunity to look at all of kind of the do, do a little I, I do a survey basically of the tools for each new client because it's an opportunity for me to you know take in the field it's an opportunity to really dive into what the specific needs of the client are for of the project for those specific nuances um but what about when you're in a project you, that's already launched, whether you built it or someone else built it, and it's, you know, a new product has come out or the product that you are using is not as great anymore, not as well supported. What about that decision when it's basically an option, an optional change, right? You don't necessarily have to change from using this plugin, but it would be better for this, this, and this reason. Do any of you ever basically like change plugins midstream? All the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. All, all, all the time. But um, really, uh, when it comes to, say, like you're changing from one e-commerce plugin to another, uh, discussions need to be had about... <laughs> That's a little like, elaborate. About, you're like, just yeah. kidding. Your entire system's different. Don't but, worry about it. That's probably not a better. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think I think you have to do You have to analyze what that migration is going to look like and in uh, anything absolutely. you switch. Steve, you got so serious just now. You were Did like, I? wait, are you talking oh, about changing your like, When I think about like WooCommerce, uh, like that's like an ecosystem plugin that has so many different parts connected to it. That's a lot harder to change out than yes. the feature plugin or direct integration, right? So that's part of it matters. 
Like that, that's where those decisions like forms are kind of close because they start to bring a lot more functionality with them and integrations. So As you build them out. Yeah. Like I, I've built entire, I would, I'm not sure I like to publicly describe, I built some pretty fancy stuff like with form plugins that um, didn't, yeah, didn't think that was possible. We've had, we've had this issue with Instagram, for instance, where Instagram goes and change an API, the way their API is going to be set up. And they're like, you can only show images from your own Instagram feed not anyone else's and i'm like oh great so this entire part of this website is is now useless like we used to have a thing over at the church where it's like i want to show all of the images that were taken at the church like it would actually you know even <laughs> tag the church in <laughs> it show so all those dangerous. images well no no it's for it was for internal use so the intranet would show the stuff and so People are like, hey, this thing broke. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And it says, has a message on there saying, like, the APIs changed and talk to your administrator. And I'm like, That's you. are you kidding me? And then come to find out. Yeah, it's like, sorry, I can't do this anymore because they, they, they took away the functionality. Or you could do so, there uh, individual WordPress accounts for each user and then iframe it all together. In some oh, God. <laughs> right? I'm using yeah. an iframe so, on a site right now and it makes me want to punch it. <laughs> so we've talked we've talked a little you know we've, we've kind of this has kind of been focused on plugins Not my choice and, and, by the way. Yeah. This has kind of been fo- focused on plugins up to this point but really the original question was someone else's code, right? What if you're working on a site that has multiple developers working on it, right? That, that multiple teams with no version right? Mm. Well, ver- version control. <laughs> so we, okay. when we when we do that, we require version control, right? We, we, you know, if you're working with multiple teams and you're working over FTP, you're just going to keep re- overriding each other's code, right? So, so definitely but, have version control in place. Use an email to let someone know you're about to work on the site, and then they stop. <laughs> um, that was real. That was a real oh, thing. Yeah. That yeah. was actual ways. It's like back when I was a kid, we had to send oh. an email to tell each other to stop doing the updates. We weave oh. lock files. How about that out that there? Still happens prior, prior to version control, I've heard stories about people that would be sitting next to each other at different desks and they'd have like a a, a brick or a piece of wood or a plaque or something and they oh. pass it to each other to basically designate, I'm working on this code right now. I'm so the code brick. It. Yes. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm the not, code brick right now. I'm not kidding. Yeah, and then they bring you. in another brick and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> but I like, mean, who brought the dummy brick? <laughs> that would be Steve. Cosper. Steve I, I, brought I, the dummy brick. I, I knew a few developers who would wear a sombrero. And <laughs> it was like coding sombrero, basically. And so effectively, I'm working on this. Like nobody so that cultural work. appropriation together. I'm on the sombrero yeah. branch. Don't, don't mess with that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, you could like have your thing be named according to stuff. That'd be awesome. So, so yes, a Git repository is is mandatory, right? You should not be working with a team without a Git repository. But at nice. some point, that code's going to be merged into one, right? It's going to get to a server. It's going to get to merged into the branch at some point. Right? And not all coders are created equally, right? And so, you, you, we do have to end up supporting other developers code right that that's not vetted through the plugin world yeah yeah, yeah. Let, let get be your sombrero <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we tweet that J- jason i think we need to tweet that today that's that's that uh, is i will make that happen <laughs> i've become much more uh, empathetic and, and patient with other people's code as time has gone on because i i mean we've patient all patient or impatient patient like you become more patient 
Okay. Yeah, because and, and as a rule, like, I find that I get better and better at documenting as time goes on because of the pain I've experienced. And like, all right, so they, they wrote this like super long function that does all these crazy things. And it's like, oh, man, I it just so, it's a, are these massive so, things. And so, and, and there, there's, there, you know, there is a, a, a system that you can put in place to do what, 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 you're, what you're talking about, Jonathan, that's code reviews, right? So one of the ways that you, you help coders get better or you fix code is by having a code review protocol so that before it gets merged into a site, you actually go, th- it goes through some, you know, exactly. some other levels, right? Um, Jason Cohen was, uh, you know, a big, um, proponent of, uh, of code reviews. Jason, Jason Cohen from WP Engine. A smart bear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> smart, yeah, smart bear was actually a code that I think that's what their company was focused on was code reviews. No, but isn't that a handle? Sorry. Yeah, that, that was his company before WP Engine. That was, and that's what, that was their thing. It was code this, reviews. I just want to point out, this is why you have to be careful with your Twitter handles. Okay. <laughs> just because that is what people are going to call you forever. Be just careful out there, people. Be careful with your bears. <laughs> But I think, I think, Jonathan, I think to, to your point, I think that's important is um, patience, patience is, is, is a real skill when, you know, when, when it comes to integrating other people's code, right? Because it's really easy to go to look at somebody's code and go and say, what were you thinking? This sucks. You're an idiot, right? <laughs> that's always a, that's Steve likes to make friends. <laughs> I don't. That's a warning sign for me, by the way. A little unsolicited pro tip for clients. If the client badmouth their previous developer, they're going to probably do it to you too. Also, if the client badmouth their previous developer, the likelihood is the client was the problem. Yeah. yeah. Look, look at the constant. That, 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 also pro tip, that also works in relationships. Okay. Yeah. I think, social media plug in. I think we should all let Git be our sombrero here. <laughs> I, don't, I missed that joke because there was crazy dog barking happening, but oh. I'm sure it was hilarious. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So so things went bad. Things went good. What else is there that we should talk about regarding this part? We, have, we, we got a couple more minutes left. What about Obviously. documentation? What do y'all oh. do about that? Yes. Wow. So, oh gosh, yeah. In code documentation. It's important. Um, I, I think for us as an ecosystem, I would love to see – like WordPress, one of the beauties of WordPress and a value proposition to someone choosing to, to build in it is that there are lots of developers who could work on your stuff, right? So maybe you get tired of the client, you move on, you get a job. It's pretty important that we are designing and building things as if it's someone else is going to take care of it at some future point. Um, I mean, we've all, like I've had the experience of going back and looking at my own code and you know, before I had made documentation a consistent practice, like what was I thinking? I don't know. But I've learned enough, like most people, like it's very easy to say, oh, the code's bad, this, that. But there's usually, there was some thinking that went into it. Someone figured something out. There's a reason they did it a certain way. And it's helpful when that reason's documented. So yay for documentation. How, How deep does that documentation go? So for example, do you just say, this function is meant to do this? Do you cite um, like where that is, like, could you ever like put, you know, any sort of reference to what uh, you're using or do you just explain what the thing is doing? So for me, I just, I use comments, like not quite line by line, but like at relevant points to just explain the, the logic. What am I trying to accomplish? Like, this is what I'm trying to do. And then I just sort of 
like I, my own personal style, it's not super formal. It's just a, a narrative style of like in English, here's what I'm trying to accomplish with this bit of code and here's what it's doing. And here's why I'm doing this. See, I, I uh, have inherited code and I will go through and uh, if I decide, yeah, okay, I'm still going to use this, especially custom code, I'll go through and start documenting. Here's what I see them doing it or what, what I see them doing. And uh, I tend to stick with uh, the WordPress coding standards, uh, which have, um, you know, which also push like PHP code documentation standards. Um, and uh, those checks, as long as they're enabled in something uh, like VS Code or Atom or, you know, any of the IDEs, um, it, it does pretty good about holding your hand about, hey, you didn't put documentation in place for this. Like, how um, about you do that? Like, how about you go ahead and document this function so someone can figure that out later? Because, yeah, um, something to bring Jason Cohen back up, he mentions... Uh, at, for whatever reason. <laughs> to, to, uh, he, he says um, that... Every, like at some point uh, it's going to be somebody's last day uh, at working at WP engine. He uh, also just in general, says, I was, I was very kidding. dire at the end of that. <laughs> go Again, existential. Go on, Casper. Go on. At the end of it, it's, you know, like at some point it's going to be someone's last day. Um, when it's your last day working on a piece of code, if that gets handed off to somebody else, you have to give them as much of a leg up as possible into understanding what's going on. Yeah. Or, or you can do like, you, you can be like saying not. It's my wanna, code. Ha, ha, I, you I figure just, it out if you're so smart. <laughs> I just want to give a, a quick plus one for best practices, right? So when I'm reviewing other people's code or I'm inheriting code, it's one of the first things I look at is, is are you following WordPress best practices, right? Um, and, and that's, and, and if, if it's not, it's a lot of things that we try to put in place right away because that's, what's going to future proof your code. code but do you mean just like general best practices or is it like a list somewhere that I have not seen? Like, is there, well, there's, there's P there's PHP <laughs> styled comments that you would use that are going to be interpreted by it? something else later. If you wanted to do something like that, I'll, I'll drop a link to the coding standards in our chat and make <laughs> sure Jason will get it in the show notes. Okay, good. I'm like, am I, did I, is there, should I have known that? There's some, I thought, you know, I th I are mean, we setting the best practices? I mean, when it comes to best practices, when it comes to best practices, I had visions, I was in them. I was looking into the mirror. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. You could see a little bit clearer. Oh, the agony, the irony, <laughs> killing me. I want to say thank you very much for all you folks for coming out and hanging out with us to watch the show. Make sure you go over to our um, our sponsors, uh, uh, ServerPress over at uh, Desktop Servers, uh, serverpress.com. Feel free to go take a look at their site and all the fun stuff that they're doing there. They help out lots of folks being able to do local web development. And if you're doing local web development, um, you should definitely use it. And if you're not, this would probably be the best one to start out with using because it's free. They also have oh, download it and play with it. They have WP which is uh, a special. There's not too many things like it. It's pretty awesome. Yep. It will make yeah. your life better. <laughs> All right, folks. Put thank you very much for hanging out. For nerves and then they had to commit me. <laughs> <Total> <laughs> Told them all crazy. was crazy.